Hello, this is Masajani. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is part of a series called Live Conversations with Dead People, where I interview or tap into the consciousness of those fantastic individuals that have, say, transformed the world. Um, and today's guest is Michael Jackson. So Michael, or your consciousness, welcome. As a note, it may sound strange to those individuals, especially like scientists, who go, well, you know, that's fake. How can you tap into somebody's, to a dead individual, so on. Um, well, uh, for us to understand uh, the realities, okay, or for science to understand the realities okay, that they know little about, is, uh, and they should study more, is, is, is that there are frequencies. These frequencies, just like energy, never fade, never, uh, never get deleted. It's always around us. Okay? It's a resonance uh, that's around us. Let's call this a consciousness. Okay? It's a bubble of consciousness that, for example, uh, you are a bubble of consciousness of your identity. That consciousness, when you die, that consciousness exists in some realm, say cloud storage somewhere out in the ethers. So if you have the abilities to access that consciousness, <clears throat> you could read somebody's files. Again, just like... Um, um, well, like cloud storage or disk drives, right? We have files of everything. Um, and in this universe, literally everything is recorded. Okay? Uh, even down to, a, say, a, a, a leaf uh, dropping uh, in fall. It, it's that precise. At some level, uh, the acts, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions of Everything that's happened in this universe has been recorded somewhere. When I had my second near death, uh, actually, I'm sorry, my first near death, uh, there's a life review. Many of you heard of a life review. Uh, imagine having a life review, and when I experienced that, I lived my whole life. It's not a review. You're not like sitting there and reviewing it with an angel or saint. You literally live your life from point A to your point of death. And you experience it, though, from a different, say, consciousness, a much higher consciousness to, to, to understand why the things that happen to you to a higher level so you can grow and expand from it. The intriguing aspect about it, that is that how did I access and relive my whole entire life. Obviously, time is distorted because for me at the time, it was about 22 years, um, it was condensed down to, I don't know, maybe a few seconds, maybe a few minutes, can't quite tell, because uh, I was in a timeless zone uh, as I separated from my body. But the important thing is that at the level, obviously no time, no space, where was everything held? Where was it recorded that I could relive it, re-experience it in such, say, high definition? When there's, <clears throat> when people, uh, a ton of people, actually, they report right, having dream states uh, of what happened in their lineage. It's the same. It's the same. They. It's the same thing. They tap into, say, a certain consciousness unknowingly, and they relive somebody else's lives, so they can experience whatever happened to, say, their great, 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 great 
grandparents, you know, in a war or something like that, or they even experience, uh, say, their great 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 grandparents um, uh, died in a war or famine or something like that, and then they elicit somebody who would experience a famine or war or something. Although in their generation, they've never ex- they've never experienced war, they've never seen war, they've never experienced famine. So why does that happen? Again, they go into, say, a recording, some record, it's stored in there, and then they access it, again, unknowingly. So with all those, say, case studies, there's something obviously out there, right, that we don't know about. Okay, and the fallacies of science. Well, if it's out there, then show me the proof. Well, that's what science is about. You know, going out there and wondering about the, um, wondering about the wonders of the universe, and then creating studies. That's why you're called scientists, right? Creating studies to prove the phenomena that's out there, not disproving it. So, at least that's what great scientists do. You know, like um, Einstein or Tesla, and so on. <clears throat> So the way these abilities work is that there's a consciousness that exists in a timeless space. Again, like a record, a file record. Uh, I've been through the gifts, um, and by the way, everybody has these gifts, through these gifts that I've, that I've honed into an art, literally a science so precise, that uh, I've been able to tap into the consciousness of people who've crossed over. Now I can tap into anybody, living or dead, uh, but it's just more honorable, you know, because uh, for people who've crossed over. So now that we understand the concepts, and I just want to explain one more before we jump into with Michael Jackson, is that the reason for this is that we, the importance of this, and this is my mission, that's why I'm bringing this out, is that, you know, we don't have to recreate the wheel. We can tap in, and I can help people tap in, whether it's scientists, entrepreneurs, um, you know, biologists, uh, medical individuals, um, I don't know, uh, religious individuals, I can tap into those individuals, say, that have mastered this physical realm through, through you know, purity or through darkness. That's not the point. Uh, the point is that they've opened up that consciousness. Right? You can always purify that consciousness if it's on the dark side. So, so again, it's not the point. Uh, most people get hung up on it, uh, on that point alone, and they don't understand or they won't learn from somebody that has mastered, say, this physical reality, right? Like, say, Tesla, like uh, uh, I did a podcast on uh, Freddie Mercury, uh, which is a fantastic say, eye-opening experience for a lot of people. Um, and and quite recently, what's happened at, is that there's a lot of artists and this is my passion or contribution, is that there's been a lot of artists coming towards and connecting with me. So how do they do that? It's like, how do I know? Well, it's like memorabilia of these artists will come forward to me um, or they start, it's like I start having like a conversation or a dialogue with them. I start listening to their music, like like binge uh, listening to their music. Um, like I did um, Fr- Freddie Mercury, um, God, the, um, 
now I forgot the name uh, of the band. I listened to like Pink Floyd, um, um, and now some other individuals as well that we'll be interviewing, uh, and now Michael Jackson. And the reason for that is that a lot of those individuals, uh, a Prince, sorry, yeah, Prince, um, the reason for that is that as this wave of consciousness comes through, kind of clarifies, right, uh, creates efficiencies, right, some of the darkness, the heaviness that these individuals have gone through uh, doesn't have to happen anymore. Most of these individuals, quote-unquote, have sold their souls at some level. Right? Even, uh, I believe, even like um, Bob Dylan, or was it Eric Clapton, one of the two. Okay, So, uh, again, I'm not going to research right now, but you can do the research. Uh, one of them, and a lot of them, but they specifically said, it's like, you know, I sold my soul to the devil. That shit really happens. Uh, and I'm not going to explain what the devil is uh, here, but it's not like what we think. But there is a consciousness. I'll give you a brief explanation. There is a consciousness out there, right, that that needs your energy, your frequency to thrive. So what they do is that they'll give you anything that you need, you know, stardom, fame, fortune, whatever you need in this physical realm, because they know that it's only, say, 1% of what's really uh, the bigger picture, the 99%. They're really interested in that, the 99%. Again, your spirit or that timeless being, that energy, what I call your vital force, Okay? that runs this reality. It's like the battery, okay? not just the battery, but the blueprint okay? and, and everything within it. So that vital force, just one of you, is worth, say, all the wealth of this reality. Because okay? all the wealth of this reality is only 1% of the consciousness. And it really parallels what scientists um, uh, talk about, that you know, if you compressed everything, all the density, right? The earth, the planets, and so on like that, uh, of this universe, it would just come up to, say, 1% of what's really out there, okay? So, uh, and that's how, again, I'm not going to go into complete details on, say, how darkness works, but the dark side needs individuals, needs other individuals, say, frequencies, just like they do here, right? There's people that just, you know, um, that crave other people's energy. They want to control other people's energy, right? Because it gives them sustenance. It's not even about the money or uh, the power or anything like that. They just want to, to control people so they can suck the life out of them. Well, the same, the same shit happens. It's just on another frequency level without the physical form, right? Um, <clears throat> anyway, these, 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 these musicians are coming forward and they're going, you know what? You don't. We don't have to sell our soul anymore to create beautiful music. Uh, in the modeling industry, in the acting industry, there, there doesn't have to be um, people, you know, that abuse women. Uh, I forgot the guy's name again. Sorry, um, uh, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, uh, and again, I I don't prepare for this. It's, it's just a download that comes through. Uh, I'll I'll get the name later. But that form of say selling your soul to create stardom, wealth, uh, great music, it does not have 
to happen. Now that these individuals have awakened at some point on the other side, it's like, holy shit. And this is about, again, the purity. The reason why they awaken is this, this, this wave of consciousness comes through and they start to see many of them awaken before they die and they try to get out of, say, the situation or the contract that they sign. Right? Say like Prince, uh, or in this case, you know, Freddie, uh, or today, tonight, what we're going to be talking to is Michael Jackson as his presence uh, comes around. So again, it's not it's not the personality of Michael Jackson, but the consciousness uh, of Michael Jackson. And what's cool about this is that say there's individuals who have fantastic talent. What if I could help you? say, tap into the consciousness of, say, that creative aspect of Michael Jackson. That's what he did. He created, he tapped into a consciousness. Everything that you do, say, success patterns, abuse patterns, um, whatever that you want to call success, abuse, or whatever that you want to call life, there's a consciousness, or in today's world, there's an app for it. Okay? Obviously, you'd have to be at a certain level to, say, purchase that app or, you know, connect to that consciousness. Right? If you're resonating at the same frequency as that consciousness, that consciousness is you can delve into it. Uh, again, that's where great ideas, fantastic inventions and so on. That's what Einstein did, Tesla did, uh, and all those great, uh, um, you know, scientists, astronomers and um, medical uh, individuals and, and entrepreneurs, musicians in this case. It's really that simple. Uh, it does take work to do that. I'm not saying it's just like you tap into a consciousness and overnight your success, but it doesn't happen that way where overnight compared to most individuals, they're an overnight success. Why does that happen? Because they resonate at the same frequency as that consciousness becomes them. Uh, they embody the consciousness. Obviously, there's there, there's probably there's there's a price that they have to pay for it, and that's what we're going to be talking about in Michael Jackson's situation. But you don't have to pay that price. You can tap into that consciousness for free, and that consciousness will expand and enhance you. So that's what these artists are coming about. That's what they're talking about. It's like, hey, Moss, you know, let's wake up the world. And it's not just me, it's other individuals that are, say, bringing in or pioneering uh, this new consciousness. Uh, it's like, hey, why don't we help the music industry come into a paradigm where you don't have to sell your soul, uh, but you can create unbelievable, fantastic music uh, from, from the brilliant side. Just as fantastic, just as deep, uh, just as emotional. So uh, that is my mission. So with that, let's just invite Michael Jackson, uh, the consciousness that he tapped to, and then also say the personality of Michael Jackson. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and read some of these comments. Okay, I'm going to skip through. Uh, it's a long it's a long letter, and then we're going to jump into the questions, but he highlights a lot of good things. So, 
and this was one of from one of the the listeners, my listeners. Um, <clears throat> just give me a second. Um, so how I do this is that again, it's literally like summoning or accessing, just like log files or files on your computer, right? I have to go through that universal database, that universal knowledge base, uh, and then find uh, where that consciousness of Michael Jackson would be stored. Um, I had it and then kind of disappeared. Just give me a second. There we go. All right. So Michael Jackson comes um, comes into, and this is uh, somebody that had written in on suggesting that I should do a, a segment on Michael Jackson and what really happened. Right? Uh, Michael Jackson comes in into my mind, uh, and the incredible light he was, uh, but so abused and destroyed by bullies and other haters. And I would appreciate to hear a conversation with his consciousness uh, one day on a podcast. So whoever wrote this, uh, here you are. <clears throat> and here's part of these questions. I'm just going to skim through them and then go back and have Michael's consciousness uh, and his family uh, answer it. Okay. Uh, by the way, my abilities, I can tap into any, uh, any, anybody, dead or alive, like I said before, and then just go through say, your life review, right, wherever that's stored, and then see what happened and, and look at it from uh, an analyst's perspective. Um, this one is, I just finished watching this documentary on Michael Jackson featuring James Safechuck uh, and Wade Robson, both of whom claim in disturbing detail how they were sexually abused by Michael for years. Uh, like a cult, the doc outlines uh, the process of seduction, manipulation, idolization, uh, then ultimately abuse. Uh, as Moss outlines in some of the abuse series, uh, Q&A calls I, I listen to. So what they're talking about is is this fantastic abuse series. If you've been abused, by the way, um, it doesn't take 20, 30, 40 years to, say, recover from that abuse. Uh, listen to the abuse series, uh, and within within a very short time, like, you know, thousands of people have listened to it. They start to recover. They actually recover and move on with their lives. So very powerful. So we're going to be talking about that. Did he really sexually abuse uh, kids and more to find out say, what I see as truth from that consciousness and perhaps why, say, Michael Jackson did some of the things that he did. Uh, and again, it's not my perception of it. It's just that I'm tapping into well, his life records, if you will, uh, and then reading that for, for you. Okay. Um, oh, some of the people, here you go, was that ethical? Uh, yes, it's ethical because I'm not using it to destroy, disturb. Uh, I'm using it to, say, bring out the truth. Okay. Uh, and two, if I can read it, that means it's ethical. Uh, because you would have to have enough honor or enough trust for those files or records to be open to you. Now, if you couldn't be trusted, you couldn't be at the levels of my abilities. Okay? 
Uh, it just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. Um, say I did use it for abusing somebody or you know manipulating somebody, uh, um, something to that effect. What would happen is that the abilities that I would have just would drop down dramatically. It's just that simple. It's like a, uh, uh, a jury judge uh, sentence immediately. Okay? It's not like later on. It's just that you lose your abilities. Okay, so to, for me to be at such high frequencies um, and access anybody's files, no matter who it is, um, you would have to have, say, great honor or trust or purity. So basically, no judgment as you read these files, or as I read these files, there's no judgment on my part. I want to ask you, how many of you, if you knew somebody's deepest, darkest secrets, some of the stuff that they don't even know, what would you do with them? How would you use them? How would you, how would it affect the way you treat those individuals? Probably very different. If you can get to a point where there's no judgment and you know all that shit about people and you can treat that individual the same way as you didn't, that's when you know you're at a good level. So, with that in mind, let's jump into the questions. <sighs> and maybe that piece should have been another podcast in itself. So, here we go, Michael. Thanks for being here. Um, did Michael sell his soul for fame? Uh, Michael didn't sell his soul for fame. Uh, however, his family did. Uh, his family... Um, his family did, yeah, so just kind of tapping in, just give me a second, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, so six generations from Michael, yeah, six generations from Michael back, and that's when somebody literally started to pray, uh, night after night after night, um, yeah, uh, night after night after night, they prayed, Okay. Uh, almost like out in the woods, woods or something like that from what I'm seeing. Uh, or they could have been a little, say, tipsy or inebriated or on drugs or something like that. Something to that effect, some altered state. Okay. Um, and again, they, it's like, somebody helped me. And then, boom, somebody came in. Okay. It's happened a lot to, well, that's, that's how the Kennedys did it. That's how a lot of, uh, unfortunately, uh, wealthy, powerful individuals did. They prayed, they prayed, they prayed, and then all of a sudden something did just come in. And at that level where there is so much ego and so much greed or so much, say, strife, right? And then there's that brilliance of light that, that comes in. You think it's like God or somebody that's going to save you. And they do save you, but they charge you a hell of a lot of money. They charge you your spirit. So, and then what happens, say, if you sell your soul, right? like in Michael Jackson's family, like five generations on up, maybe six, um, if you sell your soul, that somebody, say, or signed a contract. It's like, yes, I'll give you fortune and fame. All you have to do is sign this dotted line, and we just want your... We just want your, um, we just want a piece of your spirit. Not even the whole thing. We'll just take his piece. And, and you know, it's it's a it's a simple trade off. Because this, this, the spirit is so etherical, uh, you don't think it's real, right? Until, 
later on. So we do the exchange, and, and those and whoever is going to give you the fortune fame, they know it's a damn good deal. Because again, like what I said, uh, just an ounce, say, of your spirit is worth pretty much everything in this world. That's how much that's how much power you have, but nobody knows it. So. Although the world is finding out, so six generations up, you know, and it got, and you can verify this, by the way, if, especially if you're a Jackson, from that generation, from that moment on, you know, just strange, weird shit happened, just crazy stuff happened. Uh, again, kind of like Kennedys or some of the other people, um, strange deaths start to happen, um, mental instability starts to happen from what I'm seeing uh, on down and jumping into, say, Michael. So so those kids uh, already, say, possessed or controlled at some level. I hate to say it that way, but that's what happens. Uh, the father being a little possessed, almost um, double personality or multiple, one, two, three, well, three, three types of personalities in him. So, and again, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but I see multiple or split type personalities uh, from a different perspective. Uh, in this scenario, Michael's father, uh, literally three different, different people in one, so uh, in one body. So what happens is that uh, there's um, uh, Michael's father, very nurturing, very embracing, very, um, you know, like say a good father, not a perfect father, but a good father. Uh, and then uh, and then he splits into this other, uh, and that's more of a, say, strict discipline, say, sergeant type father. Okay? Uh, getting things done, doing things properly, uh, in a nurturing way, not like a like corporal punishment, in anything like that. Uh, and then the other personality was just like out and out, just rage, uh, rage, destruction. Um, again, very wicked, I guess you could say, and a female, so a feminine type personality coming in. So. And kids see that many, many of you probably grew, uh, grew up not knowing what the hell happened to your parents, but especially if they got drunk, right? Um, and just to relate some of the experiences, you, you know, you're a kid, you look at your, your, your parents, uh, and then, okay, that's my parent, and then they get fucked up, right? They drink or do something, they're under attention, and you look at them again, it's like, you know, that, that, that looks like, like, like my parent, but why doesn't it feel like my parent? Because something else just jumped in, right? You might not know what the hell happened, but that's what the hell happened. So in Michael's case, that's what happened. So, and that's why, you know, you have all aspects. So he was kind of lucky because he had the nurturing side, he had the disciplinary side, and then unfortunately he had this raging, I guess you could call it a raging bitch, uh, in a man's body, okay? Simple as that. Um, and that's oh, the destructive side or the abuse, the pattern. Uh, and not just towards Michael, but just towards um, Michael's mother, from what I'm seeing, and obviously some of the other kids. But Michael probably got the brunt of it because Michael had a brilliance in him. Okay? And that's what usually happens. And many of you who are, say, more connected or softer, right? You shine brighter, where you're the anchor for those individuals. They want to say, you're that MVP spirit. 
uh, and you're worth a lot more because you shine really bright. You're more awakened at some level. Okay. So what happens? Well, people start to use you. They start to abuse you. I mean, look at some of your lives, right? Uh, you've always been that anchored person, but you think you're the weak individual. But in fact, the people around you are, have been weak and they just erode you uh, and seduce you where they can just like step on you and use you and suck the life out of you. Right? Same thing happened to Michael. So getting back to Michael, uh, throughout his years, he starts to see that, excuse me, he starts to see that, you know, shit's not right. Uh, but, you know, you're a little kid, what do you do? So you escape into that brilliance that you are. That's how Michael sees it. Again, the brilliance that you are. You escape, you you almost like say hide in a closet uh, from Michael's experiences uh, or hiding in places, small places where you just safe, feel safe so he can connect to his higher self or his, say, spirit. Almost his spirit's more, um, say, pulled away. Because um, he's not, basically, he's not, it's like, I didn't sign up for this. What the hell is going on? But again, a bright spirit in a family that's basically signed their soul off. Right? So so then, uh, as he grows up, obviously there's no childhood. There's no affection. So it seems like Michael would go to bed, uh, say, alone, kind of curled up in a fetal position, uh, or maybe not even in bed, but maybe somewhere in a corner, somewhere in the closet or something from what I'm seeing. Right? Uh, again, very distorted. Uh, and just wondering, it's like, hmm, I thought this reality was about love and connection and, you know, affection and, and you know, nurturing and so on. Uh, but it's not the reality that I'm seeing. Okay? Uh, and if it was that nurturing aspect uh, of, his, of his dad would only be a smidgen, so it only get, say, a smattering of it. It's like, God, I know it exists somewhere, but why am I not feeling it all the time? Why is these you know, other situations happening to me? Um, Michael's mother, kind of a standard by, or just doesn't seem like, she kind of just gets, feels like she just gets, say, pushed around so to speak, or um, an aid to to the father. So whatever the father felt, she would just be like right in there promoting whatever. Um, say abuse patterns, the mother would abuse the same way, right? Kind of like a gang type mentality. So that's pretty much Michael Jackson's life. And as he grew, um, again, through the discipline of his father, but then again the rage, <clears throat> and then the, the great creation... Right of his say higher self, higher spirit from a pure side, say coming together, blending together. Hence, you would have say Michael Jackson's success. So you get, and he did a fantastic job by staying stable. Because many of you say with less pressure, uh, got crushed, uh, got destroyed. So, um, so that was his life. So, <clears throat> so as he say grew into you know young adulthood. Um, not exactly knowing himself. Okay? Because if you're in an altered state, I mean, you would have to be because, well, say, especially your father, the dominating force, he's in three different realities. So when you look at a person like that, you, they're just going, they're just going, hmm, they're just not congruent. 
and they're my parents, so they should know what I should be doing. So what do you do? You get, say, disconnected from time and space, right? So you start not identifying or not defining who you are. Hence, all the situations um, and some of the um, surgeries and you know makeovers and whatever else that Michael just Michael went through, because he was literally trying to find his identity, and obviously, the physical transformations it doesn't work because you're disconnected from time and space. Nothing that you do physical um, will work, right, Michael? Yeah. So he's giving me the thumbs up. So. Um, um, and Michael, just jump in if I'm not if I'm missing it or I'm saying it wrong. Uh, oh, he's saying that his sisters were really a strong force for him. Not so much his brothers. His brothers. Mm, he's saying that didn't really. They were more feminine as well. It seems like all of them. Um, so it didn't really help Michael to stay stable because look, you're a guy and you're, you have female frequencies. Now there's nothing wrong with being gay or lesbian or anything like that because literally your chromosomes are different. Okay. But many of, many of those individuals and even heterosexuals, you know, they don't embrace who they are. They don't embrace their sexuality. So it doesn't matter whether you're heterosexual, bi, gay. So, so what I'm saying about this, that's a chemical design. That's a DNA design for you, okay? Uh, but for example, M Michael's brothers, more of a male, uh, I'm sorry, a female dominant frequency. So, again, the mother, well, the father, again, the, the, the feminine, that one aspect of him, the, uh, the third of him was that, uh, I, I, let's just call it a psycho bitch, um, personality the the mother would be more of a masculine frequency just say promoting whatever the psycho bitch um you know proclaimed i guess uh or announced um so it's kind of like a family circus so the males in that family would run a feminine frequency, although they're not, say, gay or anything. The females would run from a scared uh, female frequency. So, but again, they're female, and they're running a female frequency, although fearful. So, so, so Michael would identify because the females, right, the sisters would be, say, more in sync with themselves, or basically more in time, right? So, uh, which is really quite, uh, so with Michael, he sees that and it's like, oh, they're anchored in time. They feel more solid to me. So it, it solidifies them. Is that good? Yeah. Um, yeah. So hence Michael, he's a guy and having distorted feminine frequencies and obviously having distorted masculine frequencies, he kind of goes in the middle and he just doesn't say, identify um, uh, who he is. Imagine this, ducks, and I know this sounds weird, chicks, right? Small baby ducks, right? Ducklings, right? Uh, they do imprinting. Or, yeah, ducks, uh, chicks, they do imprinting. So if you, if the chick, you know, gets hatched in, I don't know the time frame, but say you're the first thing that they see, what do they think? Boom, uh, you're their mother. 
a guy, a cow, you know, I don't know, alligator, whatever, uh, you're their mother, they, they would follow you, okay? Human babies, not, not that, not that um, uh, imprintable, you know, not uh, imprintable. Uh, however, you do copy patterns of who you're around, who, who raises you, because that's who you trust. So you become like them. Uh, unfortunately, again, not a strong masculine figure, uh, and then a very awkward, um, I would say, awkward, yeah, awkward, insecure, uh, feminine figure. Uh, I'm not going to talk about uh, Janet Jackson or, or any of those individuals, but again, personal lives, I think you would see that they would be say, insecure or awkward in their personal life, although they might have a grand persona. Uh, so um, anyway, um, back to Michael. So he he doesn't identify with who or what he is. So again, the changes and so on. But he knows he's he's a guy. So hence, relationships obviously don't work out well. So so that's the over over um, say the general theme of Michael. Uh, anything else? So uh, we'll go on with the questions. So we talked about the dark lineage that he was born from. Uh, what was it? We talked about his childhood. Uh, did he have inappropriate sexual relationships with children? Uh, no. And I'll explain that. Uh, and but we'll go through some other uh, experiences or questions first, and then we'll come back to that to kind of like fill in the picture on why. Okay. And then some of the proof that's out there on on the documentaries and so and so on. So, so this is a question towards Michael. When you look back to your life uh, and to Michael Jackson, how do you see yourself as an embodiment of him and your life from your actual perspective? So basically, I think what the question is asking you, Michael, is that now that you're awakened, okay, and maybe through, uh, again, your awakening process, and then, you know, as you come to me, is helping you awaken even more, uh, how do you see the embodiment of Michael Jackson? He's um, saying, so, well, one, uh, I would have never had a childhood like I did. Um, I would have never picked the parents that I did because you don't need to, uh, like you said, sell your soul uh, to have face a fantastic music and and it's not about selling your soul to have a fantastic say music or fantastic abilities i would have had that before because i was i was born in in a state of brilliance somehow uh, and how does that happen michael just to help me out ah okay so say somebody uh, and say somebody sells their soul, like say you know Michael's family, right? Six generations up. What happens is that there's a mirror image, because if you're on a dark side at a high level, right? Say level nine or ten, and again, I'm just throwing numbers out for clarity. It doesn't mean a thing, okay? It does. It's not like nine out of ten, or it could be a nine out of a thousand, a million, whatever. Again, just throwing numbers. Nine on the dark side, right? So in this case, severely dark. Uh, what would happen is that you're born in on the dark side, but you get to see the reflection, the opposite 
of the light side, the brilliance. Right? So as a spirits come into form, right, human identity or what I call time stamped in this reality, um, there's like spirits awaken to the point, it's like, hey, I don't want that dark shit. I want to be in that brilliant side. I want to be the brilliant side of the space, not the dark side. And that's like Michael Jackson's personality, right? So it's like, hey, he makes choices. So again, awakened being, picking on the bright side. But then, uh, unfortunately, you can't be dark or light in sustained reality here because you would go mentally unstable or emotionally unstable. You would have to, and this is what I teach individuals through EI, Exponential Intelligence, hence the name of this podcast, you'd have to be in the center and master both. So both um, both sides like equal each other. Okay, uh, And that's how, say, light and dark work, heat and cold and so on, and that's the harmony of nature, right? If you look at nature, it's perfectly balanced between light and dark, hot, cold, and every other extremes or opposites. Okay? In human patterns or human instances, it doesn't fucking work that way. It just doesn't because we have free will. We can distort uh, so we have to, say, create that harmony ourselves. So that may be a little too much detail. So anyway, Michael comes in through the space. Doing good? Yeah. Uh, comes in through the space, right, on the brilliant side. He comes into, embodies human form. Again, brilliant side in a dark, in a dark uh, environment. And you might think that's unusual. It's not you, this is where a lot of families, again, who have sold their soul, uh, again, a lot of fame, and I'm not saying all families who are wealthy or in power, um, you know, sell their soul to come into that. There's there's, there's individuals who, who do it, you know, the right way, mastering, again, both light and dark. But for the families who did, you will see that there's brilliance in some of those kids or offsprings, right? But then they're drowning in darkness, Okay. Uh, that's where they're highly intelligent, highly inventive, highly, um, you know, engaging, but then also um, uh, addicted to drugs, addicted to so on, um, you know, um, not murderous, but suicidal. Actually, some people are murderous um, because they can't, they can't balance or harmonize here. So in Michael's case, he did a fantastic job balancing that out. Right? Kind of well, as best as he could. Uh, and then again, seeing that brilliance. So what he's telling me, is that, mm, the way he would have done it different was, well, probably would have cho chosen another family. Uh, and then uh, and then also understanding how frequencies work or how brilliance and darkness works, he would have chosen the, the middle, the middle lane, you know, the, to be balanced or harmonized. Um, so from an actual perspective. So that's the basis, or that's a thesis. So if you can imagine Michael Jackson's ability, and this is what he's getting at, right? Michael, yeah. Uh, if you can imagine Michael Jackson's abilities, right? Centered, balanced, harmonious, without the distortions of both light and dark. That music, 
would even be more influential, although it's very influential. Uh, it would be an enhancing influential say, experience for you. Right? Um, obviously, the life history or the distortion that he went through, you know, the marriages, the uh, all the garbage, obviously, he probably still have haters because haters, even, you know, the, the, the un, I call them misunstable, right? Um, you're going to have haters as you become successful. So, uh, again, like me. So, they'll still be there um, to bring down, you know, the light. So, um, anything else? What would you do different now if you would be the Michael Jackson of your lifetime? So, kind of went over the differences, right? Yeah. Right, Michael? Yeah. Uh, I think one major difference would be that he would have had a, say, a stable childhood relation, a childhood. So, a lot of the things that he did was to, say, rectify his lack of childhood experiences. So I think he would have spent more time um, going beyond, um, you know, rectifying or healing his inner pain or inner hurt. And we're going to be talking about that. I know you're all waiting for that. Uh, he's going to be he, he would so he wouldn't have to say spend time or basically his whole life trying to balance or heal from what happened. What he would have perpetuated even past, say, the genius that he was. Uh, and anyone helped kids in kids society and so on in a very very different way. So uh, so say he you know reached a level ten. Say so uh, again it's a, from a healing space, right? A reconditioning, reclaiming space. So in this new format, he would have gone beyond the level ten because he didn't have to expend all that energy. He would have gone way past. So magnifying his abilities even more. By the way, there's only a certain limit when you sell your soul, um, whether you did it at a personal level or your family lineage, there's only a certain level of, 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 of greatness or, or, uh, or success that you can reach. Right? That's limited to the material world. Okay? Uh, if you really want true power, true greatness, uh, and this is where you know government people, uh, people of power, and so on that rule the world. You know they think they're so great, but they're so minimal because they can only reach so far. They're limited. There's a cap on them, and, and as they ha say hold world power, well, that cap that they have really starts to bug the, the shit out of them because they start to see say the grandness that's beyond that cap. And now they've already sold. They've given everything, um, you know, buying what they have. And it's like, crap, this, this is like worthless. I want more. And they get greedy and they want more control, but it doesn't work. You see a lot of artists, you see a lot of, again, uh, people of wealth, people who say control the world, they're going to get more and more and more into that space where they go, shit, I sold myself for very cheap. Because again, this, uh, this, this, this uh, purity wave, comes through, right? It filters out. You get to see basically the goods that you bought. And whether you're at high levels, like world power, or at a personal level, you get to see what you sold yourself for. So, uh, And again, almost everybody looks at what they bought in reality, the actual price, you know, as that veil peels away, and they go, 
damn, wasn't worth it. Uh, let's move on with Michael here. Uh, how could you deal with incredible pressure? Um, Michael, oh, he's saying the incredible pressure, what incredible pressure? Uh, the incredible pressure was about sustaining, say, um, a balance or harmony uh, with who I was on the internal. So when I was on stage or when I was in say, stardom, that was an escape from who I was. That was the brilliance that came through without the darkness of the family. That was my own, say, original brilliance um, that came through. So that was my way of, say, having a, 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 um, a double identity. Okay, so when he was on stage, when you were on, yeah, when I was, when I was on stage, that was my real potential coming out, and if I could stay in that space, but obviously, how would you put it? Ah, okay, say that, say that somebody controls you. Right, say human trafficking, or you know, some you're in, you're in somebody's control. Okay, uh, and you're in private. They can do whatever they they want to you. Right? They can do whatever. They can abuse you. They can distort you. They can you know, uh, you know, mentally destabilize you, uh, like they did Michael. But if you escape into the public, right? They sit back and be, say, a kind, loving person. Uh, or a nurturing person. Happens a lot in many relationships, right? Uh, behind closed doors, abusive, drunk, uh, you know, attacking, and then, you know, outside, uh, right? Parties, family get-togethers, and so on. They're the best couple ever. You've seen that a hundred millions of times. Same thing here, but again, that perpetrator is not only, say, the family structure, but then also, say, the distortions or the darkness. Uh, that surrounds, you know, individuals like Michael. So, so again, when he's on stage, so he wishes he could be like forever on uh, on stage. So that's the difference. The pressure again is not not being with the fans, not not writing songs, not um, that was escape. That was like free time for him. Uh, the real pressure was being, I guess, what you call. He doesn't want to even call it himself because that wasn't himself. His uh, his 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 abused self. Uh, how do you see your abusers, perpetrators, bullies, and haters? And which message would you love to forward to them? Uh, so the abusers, perpetrators, bullies, haters. Um, he says most of the things uh, were not true. Okay. Uh, there were there was a lot of and we're going to get into that deeper. There's a lot of instances where people you know would say one word or take a picture of a certain interaction or you know and they would skew it, distort it because that's what that's what uh, that's what news people do. Uh, that's what that's what many of you do. He says right. Uh, you would take one word off uh, off key. Or off context, and then say blow it up. Many of you do it in your in your personal relationships. So, so being as of stardom, being people who who despise, um, yeah, despise Michael. Yeah, people despise uh, stardom, fortune, fame. Uh, no matter who they are, no matter how. It's like, oh, we love you, Michael. We love you know a lot of the people that's surrounding him, except very few. 
uh, and I'll try to name some of the few. Uh, this producer, mm, he was really kind uh, from what I'm seeing. Very uh, One, two, three. So out of all the people uh, that surrounded Michael, one, two, three, four, five, five. There was like five key individuals. Right? I'm not going to name names, but I think if people, those individuals listened, they would know who they were. But there were five key individuals uh, that Michael could just trust. So, uh, and his doctor was not one of them. Uh, anyway, all the others just like despised success. Many, many successful individuals uh, understand that feeling, even you know within the family. So, uh, so what he has to say is like, it's not me that you're just. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not us. I don't know what. I guess I'm. I'm in it as well. Um, Michael, thanks, honey. So it's. Um, it's not us that you're despising. It's just that <sighs> success in its truer light. Okay, uh, a light from say spirit or you know the godly light uh, of what success is. What about the reflection of your godly light, uh, as Michael would put it? Uh, I would pay the reflection of your you know pure essence, your vital force. Uh, but we'll go with Michael's definition. Your expression of your godly light, say uh, shown in physical reality, is the success. Okay, although it might be glimmers of it, and not complete, um, because of the abuse and so on. Uh, you see that you become weak. You your knees buckle. Um, you know it strains you. It puts the weight of not of the brilliance of this this God present, but the weight of the distortions, the abuse patterns, and all those things that you try to hide yourself within. Uh, as it comes, say into into physical existence, uh, you crumble. Uh, and it's painful for you to see and feel and experience, and you and you can't get it out of your head. Um, it destroys you. You hate those people who sh uh, shine their light upon you. So, uh, it's not. It is not us. It's you. So learn from it within. Despise yourself, uh, and as you despise yourself. Hating yourself for what you've become, you get a chance to say, dis, uh, dis, um, uh, destroy uh, the facade that you've become, and you get to shine your own brilliance. Wow, quite beautiful, Michael. Thank you. Um, uh, what do you want the world to know about yourself, about your life? Uh, about your success, about your mission in life, uh, which brought you on earth. Uh, about my, about yourself. So we'll start yourself. Mm, you know, I saw, I saw this reality from both sides. Uh, I saw this reality from, say, the extreme darkness of who we can be, who we can be, right? Uh, within my own family and all the haters and uh, and all the darkness of the music world. I, I saw the extremes of what the music world uh, has done to, uh, like, well, sacrifice uh, human spirits, human, yeah, human spirits, souls, yeah, I would, I call them spirits, souls, um, um, to create fortune and fame, which is just, it, 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 <clears throat> 
<coughs> it's almost like uh, he's showing me it's like not even your little pinkies worth of, of what it's worth. Um, uh, and then he saw the brilliance on the same side. It's like, uh, so my life mission would be to, how can I, how can I, one, um, um, how can I bring in that brilliance, right? And, and disconnect from the darkness that's got me, and that's bound upon me. Uh, so that was his life mission. Unfortunately, it was his personal life mission. But obviously, as say he, if he disconnected, if he would have disconnected from it, it would have created brilliance all around the world. Um, but sometimes, you know, when you create that brilliance, that much brilliance, uh, many people who are, say, in the dark or controlled by the darkness, they don't want that brilliance to come up. Look what happened to Jesus. Uh, look what happened to many individuals, you know, people who, who, who cure cancers, people who bring in, say, new technologies for energy. What the hell happened to them? A lot of them, you know, they say they commit suicide, but it's kind of strange that so many people who have cured cancer so commit suicide. You know, what the hell is that? You know, so again, uh, look at Aaron Schwartz. You know, the people who bring the truth um, well, literally get crucified, but not this time around. This is a consciousness where uh, people who are bringing the truth have the backing of brilliance behind it because the whole universe is peeling away that, 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 that filter. Um, so the darkness, they can't hide. The truth must come out. Uh, and that's why we're here. So his life, say, mission was about, say, clarifying, um, yeah, clarifying, um, disconnecting um, from the family values. Uh, again, purifying his, his his not only himself his 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 existence. So the next lifetime he comes out, or like the downline, like say his kids uh, would be say of a pure nature, a much pure nature. Uh, what do you want uh, the world to know about your death? Uh, it was staged. It was planned. Um, it seems like, um, yeah, so it was staged. It was planned. It, it seems like he had, um, you knew, I knew too much information. For, uh, and I was, a, I was an influencer, um, which would say dramatically change. Uh, individual, you know, people's thoughts and, and then the government systems or control sources. Um, mm, yeah, they didn't want, say, it's a lot of the knowledge or Hollywood didn't want a lot of knowledge to come out. So, uh, like me and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, uh, 10 others uh, that just say died suddenly, quote unquote, he's giving me the air quotes, uh, died suddenly. Uh, that's uh, the reason why they died as well okay uh well this kind of reminds me of aaron schwartz right michael obviously not from the uh music industry but uh, look up aaron schwartz his story kind of reminds me of that uh, how's your dying experience for you uh, well my dying experience um was that i was literally uh overdosed or drugged uh, and then it was, it was um, say, euphoric experience, as I say, floated out. Uh, and as I looked upon, say, my life, there's an immense sadness because there was so much 
Um, there, if you can imagine so much brilliance and, and so much potential, right? Uh, and, and the opportunity, although many of you would say, wow, there's so much brilliance. We did, Michael did so much and, you know, he great, great, amazing. Mm, that was just the minimal portion. Imagine a parachute, you know, just this heavy weight uh, upon my shoulders uh, pulling me down. And that was, the brilliance was just a smidgen. The world wasn't really even ready for, say, the brilliance of just pureness coming through. So, um, so I was looking down upon that, you would see your, say, complete life history, like that life review that Moss talked about. But then you go further back, and you get to see uh, within that brilliance, right? Uh, within that brilliance, within that um, sustenance, sustenance, Michael? Mm, he's telling me that the, the brilliance that he held inside also would sustain or nourish individuals. So his music, yeah, would literally like enhance or transform uh, individuals. Uh, um, the possibilities, um, um, yeah. So not his, not the music that he produced, because that was laced in purity and then in darkness as well, but just pure brilliant. Um, anyway, he looks down and there's that this immense sadness um, in him going, oh my God, it's, it was such a waste. It was almost, it was almost, say, present in the world to bring that out. It almost made it out. It almost, they could engulf or encapsulate the world. Uh, and it didn't. Right? It's just like having such high hopes for somebody Right, uh, you know their brilliance, you know their possibilities, you know their abilities, uh, and then one day he says they get run over by a train, and then it's just like a flash, it's gone, uh, and that's the way I see my life, like a flash, uh, that brilliance that somebody brought up to this level, almost to the finishing line, uh, was snuffed out. Uh, just give me a second, guys. Um, we'll move on. What, what do you want your kids to know about you, and what would you love to tell them if you could? Uh, Michael? As I see fatherhood from a higher perspective, <clears throat> obviously not the most, and as Moss is, yeah, anyway, um, I guess I've taught him a lot. Um, just note that on the other side, an awakened, say, individual, uh, I'll be by your side, I'll help remove, say, those frequencies uh, that destroyed my life, uh, 
help you disconnect or delete uh, those. Yeah, disconnect. Just he just wants them removed, so he'll help clean and process those frequencies. Uh, so his obligation to you. All right. Uh, so you can run your choice of um, yeah your life choices, not uh, not a not um, dictated uh, from you know the distortions of my family or the mother's family. Um, so in its purest state, uh, the love that I have for you all, uh, you could never imagine, you could never feel in physical reality. Uh, because that love does not exist. Um, if I knew the love that existed in this in this realm, if I could write about the love um, in the purity uh, and I could and if I could bit, um, bring it into the music uh, that I had, uh, that in itself say would transform the world. I don't think there could be even uh, music or words or instruments that could relate to uh, the love that's at this level. Uh, what is the most essential message you want to tell the world and your fans? One, um, that I'm innocent. Uh, I did not abuse anybody. So it's a good time to, is that okay? Uh, open that up for, for, for on why, uh, what they would say, what happened. So let's just talk about that. So many people say that you abused a lot of kids. Um, what would you say to that? Um, uh, no. Uh, he's vehemently saying no, shaking his head. Actually very hurt on how or why anybody could say that because he had uh, a very different, very pure intent. Okay. Uh, and many of you haters would say, oh, that's bullshit and so on. Uh, and as he reads uh, the haters, uh, there are many individuals that just uh, say despised me, wanted me for the money, are still grappling. They're just like vultures, uh, just vultures everywhere, just wanting a piece of my estate. Uh, and, uh, and that's all they want. They're vultures. So that's all I keep saying. Vultures just eating away, uh, and they'll do anything. Vultures will do anything to 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 get, uh, you know, that piece. So they would make up lies. They would fabricate everything. And even the two individuals that we talked about earlier, probably getting paid a lot of money, uh, and then, you know, and from my perspective, from me, Moss, Moss perspective, you know, when you're getting abused. Uh, so, so deeply like that. You don't remember the details. You don't remember the play-by-play. -play. I've worked on thousands and thousands of people who've been abused. Okay? They don't remember the details. Is it in there somewhere? Sure. Sometimes we have to go through hypnotherapy 
therapy to understand or really say pull out what happened. So for these individuals to come out, any of those individuals, the nurses, the maids, the cleaning, you know, uh, I can't even remember what the fuck I had for lunch the other day. You know, and these people are going in detail what they did specifically, what they did this day, what they did this day, what they did that hour. You know, that is all bullshit. I mean, go back in your own life, right? No matter how detailed you are, you're not going to remember all those details, right? So obviously rehearsed, replayed uh, to be so graphic, so detailed. Uh, and again, individuals who get so severely abused, they're in a state of fog. And the main reason why is that they're not connected to their body. They've escaped their body. They just allow their body to get abused. Okay? They do not remember the details. Um, uh, those people who do remember the details literally like see their body from a different perspective because right? they're above their body and, and they would see it uh, and still usually that's a block. Right? They would never, uh, so the way they answered, because I did see some of the documentaries myself uh, and I'm going, oh, they're lying, they're lying, it's all you know predicated. So uh, anyway, that's my point of view uh, and... Uh, and again, seeing or helping thousands of abuse time uh, victims. So, so one, that's a myth. Two, well, let's just get to the meat of it, though, Michael. Sleeping with with the kids, did you do that? Uh, yes. So, so, and that's where it gets fishy from the outside. And I would, and Michael saying, and even I would think, okay, that's kind of strange. Okay. Uh, so let 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 him explain. So. You know, when he built, say, Never Never Ranch, yeah, Never Never um, Ranch, it was about creating, say, a space where a kid could be a kid, uh, actually where I could be a kid and then heal from the distortions of my past. Okay? Um, and what would happen is that you know we'd ha we'd invite kids, and most likely those kids who were abused okay, at home from some uh, either they were abused or their family ran abusive patterns okay, uh, would get attracted to to me. Uh, so again, even again they never got abused, never never right? They actually got abused outside of their homes. Right? So if you, and he's telling me, if you study or if you look into those families that accuse me uh, of abusing, sexually abusing, molesting uh, their kids, study their family history. You'll see patterns of abuse. That's over and over and over again. Right? So, and again, this could be, that's verifiable, right? Just plain out verifiable, just like anything else I say. Uh, and again, that's Michael talking. So when these kids come, they've got abuse, right? Abuse attracts abuse, and that's why you know that attraction happens. Um, so, and and my purpose was to, for several reasons, one, heal those kids because that was part of my that's part of my mission is to, again, never allow other kids to go through say the abuse that I did. So my purpose was again to heal those kids. And heal myself at the same time. 
Okay, and yes, it does sound a little strange. I'd admit, especially if it's an outside again a famous star sleeping with kids. But to my defense, um, how do I explain? So, say you're sleeping with a child, right? Um, say that child, you're that child's parent. Okay. And you know you're a, you're a solid parent. You don't have any sexual thoughts about your kid, right? Uh, for example, me, Moss, uh, I have six kids, right? I slept with all my kids, right? Uh, in a very respectable manner, and you know a lot of parents do. Uh, what do you do? You, you know, you hold them, you cuddle them, you make them feel safe and secure. In fact. You know, some of the psychologists go, you know, they should never sleep with you. They should, there's no bond between you two. There's no, there's no, the, the, your, your pheromones, the way they smell, you know, the, the, your pheromones, um, uh, the way they connect with you frequency wise, you know, as they touch your, touch you, um, you know, as you're holding them, all those say psychological, emotional value structure that they need, right? When you don't say sleep with your child. Uh, gets distorted, gets abused. You know, back in the day, when formula came out, doctors were paid to say, "You sh mother's breast milk is bad for you. You shouldn't take breast milk. You should take the formula that we've, say, manufactured, and again, it's all garbage, just a shit, uh, and you, they would push that, and they would, again, they would pay doctors to say that. And again, you can verify that. So that in the same way, uh, for some reason, um, you know, doctors say, hey, you shouldn't, psychologists, I don't know where the hell they got their information, but again, it doesn't work well. Those, those kids that don't have that deeper connection, one, there's no connection as they grow. There's no solidness, there's no security, there's no safety, there's no, there's no assurance that the parents have their back. Right? Uh, because that bond was in there. If you look at animals, the way they cuddle up, they curl up, right, within their parents, right? They're not sitting somewhere, they're not sleeping in another den, and the parents are somewhere else. So again, you're breaking that bond. So what Michael was doing at an instinctive nature, correct, Michael? Yeah, is again, one, um, two aspects of this. One, as he say, nurtures that kid. Okay? He goes back and tries to heal himself. But unfortunately, he's telling me that it didn't work because it just brought nightmares and um, um, abuse memories that he's, he's buried so deep. Uh, it would bring them back. It's like, why couldn't I just feel, just for, even if it was just for a minute, that embrace uh, you know, of a, of a loving parent, just for a minute. That's all he wanted. You know, he, he could, he, what did he say? Uh, you know, fuck the stardom, the money, the wealth and stuff. All I wanted was just that peace of mind. That's all he wanted. So on one aspect, uh, he's not, Seems like he's breaking down. Anyway, um, so I'll finish off. 
um, on, on one aspect. Again, he wanted to, say, heal himself, go back in time, uh, and heal and bring back that nurturing, say, space of him, uh, or that nurturing uh, age time, uh, time frame for him. But like you said, it didn't work. Uh, and then, for those kids, again, who were most likely abused or mm, not paid attention to or shunned or something to that effect, uh, those kids, um, you know, nurturing them so they could feel, say, what a nurturing environment was about. So hopefully that helped. Um, but now that he's seeing it, unfortunately, it probably didn't help them because as I, as he was remembering all the distortions, he would literally like break down. Uh, and um, it wasn't a, let's just say what, it didn't turn out to be a nurturing, say, environment. So, so with that, with that in play, you know, in your, say, that distraught, you really don't have concepts or ideas or even wanting to, say, you know, have sexual fantasies and all that garbage. Uh, that's, that's, you know, put around there. Um, so that was his intent. Okay. Yes, again, it does look funny because it's somebody else's kid. So that, he, you know, now that he thinks about it, is like, but, you know, if you come from a loving space, sometimes you kind of overlook uh, what seems kosher or not. So I can, I can understand that. But uh, even from my eyes, you know, looking at it, it would look funny. Um, but then again, on the flip side, like, why were these parents, no matter who it is, why weren't they there? Um, not that they were disinvited, but why didn't they hang around? There's plenty of room in the place, Michael was saying. So, so, so there you have it. The truth comes out. Um, anything else, Michael, about that? Yeah. Uh, the maid, again, a lot of falsified um, information on that. Uh, and again, if you look and study uh, how she answers her questions, uh, again, very, very... Um, very rehearsed uh, in the details that people give. Um, hardly anybody remembers those types of details, you know? Maybe spotty here and there, but like, you know, time frames every day. No, uh, it just doesn't work. Uh, more like, uh, again, rehearsed. So let's move on. What is your vision of a world you would love to be in? And what would you say could heal the world from where we are today? Uh, that's what it's about. That's what we're talking about. That's what Moss is bringing in. Uh, that's where this new consciousness is. And, and again, guys, it's, it's Michael saying this. It's not just me. Uh, it's, it's individuals. As this purity wave comes through, okay, every, it's not just this consciousness. It's not just the, consciousness of this human reality okay? uh, or this time frame. It's every layer of consciousness here 
this is the dentist, and then beyond into alien realms and all, you know all those other frequencies that are out there that exist in this. Um, I don't want to say time frame because there's different different definitions of space and time, but um, in the same multiverse, everything is awakened. So it's a fantastic time to be, and there's going to be pioneers. There's going to be people on my side, as Michael's saying, and on my side waking up, right? Like a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, other individuals, uh, other great scientists uh, that are going to be coming forward. The consciousness that we've tapped into is going to be more ready, readily available, not because we've dumbed down the consciousness, but the consciousness of the physical beings that are here below, they've raised themselves to a certain level where that consciousness, again, uh, is more fluid at the same level. So it's going to be a fantastic time. This is where, um, this is where new, um, new sounds, new colors, new, uh, almost uh, what, what kind of like Freddie Mercury was saying, uh, my last podcast, where you know our visual field is very limited. Uh, it it expands till we get to see even say more amazing, say brilliance or colors. Um, and as that expands, it's not just the visual field, the audible field, the emotional field comes through. Not that we'll have more emotions, but the emotional field would be say pure. So uh, what that would mean, what he says, is that um, love would be of a pure, say, blossoming state. Hate, you would still have that emotion, Michael. Yeah, you would have that emotion, but it would feel brilliant to you. It would feel exhilarating to you. You would still, again, feel hatred towards somebody. Okay. But at a deeper level, that hatred, for example, and I know it sounds weird, that hatred would awaken you. It would awaken that person to go to higher forms. It would not destroy that person, he's saying. And when you get into an argument, um, anger and so on, it would propel you. Like, this is great, Michael, thanks. Uh, thanks for verifying that for me. Because um, I call them EI emotions. EI uh, definition of anger, EI definition of hate, jealousy, and so on like that, um, where, 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 where an emotion, especially the dark ones, is used to propel you, catapult you even higher, and not destroying the others, not destroying the other party uh, in, uh, uh, of concern, but elevating yourself, which elevates them as well. Okay, so again, pure pure level of emotion to 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 harmonize even more and more and more and, and again coming into say a oneness of the world that we could never have here yes you know we are the world we're all one you know at the level uh that and this is again michael talking at the level that we're at we cannot be one because there's so much hatred there's so much um distortion um, do you want to explain more about that, Michael? Sure. So, um, quite beautiful, actually. So, let me see if I can put it in Michael's words. Um, there might be some of my words, Michael's words, but, right? 
yeah so um so how do we start so the best way is, um, if you look at nature if you look at nature everything is of a brilliance the brilliance comes from being in the moment. Okay, you get to see the beauty of the moment. You get to be in awe. So everything in nature is in awe of this reality. Um, just, just, and that's this is Michael's words. Uh, um, he's in awe, say, of the reality that's created here, because again, he gets to see this from either even a higher version than nature's, because we're of a higher consciousness, right? We have, um, we have free will. However, when when things, whether it's a plant, a animal, um, they're in that brilliance because they know who they are at a hundred percent. However, they're entangled with everything else around it, so they're aware of everything else that's there. But then they're so complete within themselves that they define themselves at the same time. If they didn't, since everything's a frequency, they would just merge into one. Right? So say, for example, and, and this is my words, um, just to help you out, say you have an image, it's blurry. Okay? If you couldn't define yourself, say, as a fawn, or a deer, right? Everything would be blurry. Everything would be merged into one. But as you put that, say, image in focus, everything becomes clear. Right? It's kind of like that. Um, in humans, because we're so inept, we're so incomplete, um, we are always stabbing one another in the back especially in the music industry, uh, or I guess any other industry where money um, comes into. So, Michael, you got to clarify that. So, money is not the root of evil. Okay, the, I'll clarify. So, the definition of money on how we see it in this plane is the root of all evil. Money is actually a spiritual symbol. Okay? What it's turned out to be, just like all spiritual symbols of high order has turned into bloodshed. Okay, look at religion. Um, so, so, in order for people to stay here and be complete and feel um, like we're something, we have to attack each other. We have to despise each other. We have to hate each other. And the love that we feel is not love. The love that people feel is is an envy or jealousy or insecurity that we have to fulfill within ourselves. Uh, I know that because I've felt that deep inside. I've, I've, I've seen the love that's out there from the brilliance that had attached, that was part of me, but I could never enjoy it completely, so I despised the love that I had for people here because it was tainted with blood. So...
just to help clarify Michael's thoughts. Um, so what happens is, if I'm getting this right, Michael, is that for people to define themselves, they have to destroy somebody else around them, even if you love that person. Sounds kind of strange, right? Yeah. So at some level, you're degrading somebody else to clear definition, uh, a, a pure definition of you. Say that you're drowning. Even if you love somebody, what do you do? You're drowning. No matter who, how you love them, you'll be grappling all over them. You'll just pull them down. It, it's not about love. It's not trust. It's not honor. Nothing like that. When you're getting, say, disconnected, dying okay, from your essence here, you will do anything to stay here. Again, you're drowning. There's a loved one next to you trying to save you. It's happened. It's, it's not a theory. They'll pull. They'll pull that person down. Doesn't matter. So, in a nutshell, people are drowning here. They can't define themselves. They can't sustain themselves. So they're always clamoring. They're always they're reaching out. They're always pulling things down. Whether it's money, whether it's success, whether whatever it is, their kids, um, which is disgusting. Um, their kids pulling them down to sustain, say, their level uh, where they can breathe here. Um, so what he likes to see, and this is the the mission or my contribution, Moss, me, the contribution that I'm pushing in is, is again, we get help from all over the consciousness. This mission that we have is to create, it's an expedition to create a whole new, say, frontier uh, where this stuff doesn't happen. You know who you are at a high level. You don't have to pull anybody down to save your ass. Simple, simple as that. Uh, what is true success for you? Um, saying must pretty much define that. I pretty much define that. Um, finding a, a consciousness where we don't have to drag anybody down, where everybody can see each other's brilliance and then applaud for that brilliance and then push them even forward, even grander. You don't have to, say, suck the... You don't have to destroy somebody else's brilliance to make you feel brilliant. So in completeness, uh, and then bringing in the love uh, that I feel here, that I knew when I was alive, because um, I could feel it, I could never touch it, uh, never experience it. I know it was there, and it was more torturous for me to see it, feel it, smell it, and, and almost be it. But then it was, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't grasp that. So bringing that state that I now feel, and even grander, uh, into the into the consciousness uh, or into this reality. And true success, and then how would you define true success? Uh, again, same definition. So, yeah, 
anything else as we end, Michael? It was a fantastic pleasure again tapping in uh, to your, say, personal frequency and then also the consciousness of your fantastic talent. So, um, so one thing you'd like to say is that um, just like children, any masterpiece that you know is created by artists who get awakened, just like your family lineage, just like what I was saying to my kids, my music, uh, my work is like my kids. It holds my frequency, my genetic code, uh, and it's and it's fluid, um, right? It's fluid. Yeah, it's fluid. So as I awaken, the consciousness that I say arise into that the consciousness that I am now uh, will filter through just like it does my kids, it'll filter through, like I said, with my kids, as I awaken, I get to delete or disconnect at your choice, if you'd like, for my kids, um, those patterns. In my music, I get to, uh, what happens is, as I transform, you listen to my music, it'll bring in a higher level consciousness. So although it's the same music, you'll see that's a grandness that's within it. As I rise, you listen to my music, you will rise as well. Beautiful. Uh, thank you, Michael Taking. Thank you for taking the no time uh, to be here. Kind of a joke. Because um, you exist in no time. Get it? Um, and um, as we end... For, for, for the audience um, if you have any concepts, ideas anybody that you want me to tap into uh, and again uh, people who have crossed over okay? uh, just like you don't want all your personal stuff you know, when you're alive right? Uh, if it's a learning experience um, uh, to, to be out in public uh, again, so honor that space so, so anybody that's crossed over that you want me to tap into uh, if it's uh, right we'll, we'll um, do a podcast on this if you have any other questions comments, uh, feedback write them all in to Masi, M-A-S-E-I at com. and as we end, notice what you notice and then notice the details of what you're noticing